This is Brother Chris here with you again for another episode in Living in the Lamb for Life. If you missed the first few messages, go back, whether you're on the podcast or the YouTube channel, and you can view uh, or listen to all the other messages in this series, Living in the Lamb for Life. In our first episode, we talked about how uh, Isaac is a beautiful picture of a believer that lives in the promised land, lives the spirit-filled life all the days of their life because he lived there in the actual land of Canaan his whole life. And how if we're going to live in that, that life, our whole Christian life, there's some things we're going to face. There's some things we're going to have to see. There's some things that we're going to have to do in order to live that life, our whole Christian life. And then we talked about the next episode we talked about something supernatural is going to have to happen. And we talked about the second birth, how Isaac was that second birth. It was unexplainable. It was uh, uh, Nobody thought it was physically possible. And, but there was a, a birth that took place in the house of Abraham. He is the picture of the spiritual man. We talked about how God always emphasizes the second birth. And uh, if, you're going to, if you're going to live in the land for life, you're going to live the spirit-filled life, you have to know the spirit of God. And the only way you can know the spirit of God is by being born again. And then in the next episode in Genesis 21, 9 through 12, we talked about subjection and how Ishmael is always going to rise up against Isaac in our life. The old man is going to rise up against the new man and try to beat the uh, new man down. And we talked about uh, how God, the Father, just like Abraham intervened for Isaac, there has to be subjection. We have to get help from God. And God, God has to run Ishmael out of our life. We have to yield. God has to do the work. And that's the only way we can live in this land for life. And then last episode, we talked about surrender and talked about how uh, it's better to be on the mountain with God alone that it is to be at the bottom of the mountain with everybody else doing the same thing everybody else is doing how is a place of solitude and service and surrender but how it's a place of fulfillment and how we'd rather be on the mountain with God in that communion than to be doing what everybody else is doing and have everything we want everything we think we need we're really the only thing we need is communion with the Father so today and this is this is particularly to the young people uh, but I, everything else up until this point has been very general. And if you're watching and you're not a young person and you're married already, please don't cut me off. Listen to this because if you're raising children or you're ra- you got grandchildren, this would be good, uh, a good wisdom here from the Word of God, not from me, but from the Word of God for us all to remember. So today, if we're going to live in the land for life, you, we've got to have the right spouse. And it's amazing to me how God deals with all of these things. Even even this just such a practical thing of who we marry. Uh, it, it, it's found here in the text. So let, let's uh, let's look here in Genesis 24. And we've heard pictures and types of the church and God the Father, God the Holy Ghost, all these things. I want to look at it a little different today. And Abraham was old and was well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, that ruled over all that he had, 
Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. But I, must I needs bring thy son again unto the land? from whence thou camest. And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou bring not my son thither again. So today I want to talk about if we're going to live in the land for life, we have to have the right spouse. And you say, Brother Chris, what are you talking about that? Or what are you talking about with that? Well, neighbor, let's, let's paint this picture. Abraham's a picture of God the Father. His servant's a picture of the Holy Ghost. And the father gave specific instructions that his son was not to leave the promised land, but that the servant, picture of the Holy Ghost, goes out and brings a wife into to him in the promised land. And may I say today, we've got so many Christian young people that are serving God. A lot of them are living the Spirit-filled life, and they have not been trained to wait for their spouse, to let God bring them a spouse. We're, we're boy crazy and girl crazy in our culture. Facebook and social media, and I'm not against it. Some of you may be watching this on Facebook. I'm not against having it. I'm against it having us. But you hear me today in the culture we live in. Everybody, I mean, from a little child, we the, the movies our kids watch, or, or some kids watch, and the, the shows, it's all about you got to have a, a, a significant other. You got to have a boyfriend. You got to have a girlfriend. But why, instead of letting the world bring us why, a, a, a spouse, or instead of us going out into the world and trying to bring somebody in, why don't we allow God the Father to let the Holy Ghost bring us a spouse into the land. Listen, neighbor, if you're a young man or young lady watching, you don't have to go out in the world to find you a spouse. Now, I know already there's a thousand people saying, well, I know a story about so-and-so and so-and-so. Listen, I preach the rule not the exception. I'm here at my grandparents' house right now recording. My grandmother was saved when her and my grandfather got married. My grandfather was not. My grandfather almost got them out of church. My grandfather almost got them into a mess in their early marriage. And thanks be to God, I believe it's 1964, my grandfather got saved. They're some of the greatest Christians I know today. But I could give you for that one story, I could give you a hundred where that did not work out like that. So I'm not preaching the exception. I'm preaching the rule. I know there's times where God could save somebody but our young people dating or courting, I don't even like the word dating, I, I like the word courting because that's for the purpose of marriage our young people are not evangelistic tools to get young men and young other young men and women into church. We pour too much into them. We pour we pour wisdom into them. We pour preaching into them and prayers into them. We don't want them to just go out here and marry some uh, goofball out here and try to win them or go date some goofball and try to bring them in because inevitably, most of the time, it doesn't bring the sinner in. It takes that child of God out. And there's so much wisdom in this text. 
Isaac stayed right there with the father. Isaac stayed in the promised land. Isaac stayed right. Isaac didn't even know. I don't, I don't even know that Isaac knew what was going on. He was content in his surrender with the father. He was content living in the promised land. He was content just sitting there and serving his father in the promised land. And neighbor, young person, you quit looking at all the boys and the girls. And I'm, I'm glad boys like girls and girls like boys. Hallelujah. In the day we live in, we need to preach that but you hear me out don't just go crazy over a bunch of different boys and girls don't just go giving your heart to a bunch of people don't don't go looking allow the holy ghost of god to bring you the one that the father wants for you allow that allow the holy ghost to bring a a, a young lady or a young man into the promised land for you that that don't don't change the way you believe don't change your standards and your convictions just to get a boy or a girl because if you change that for them then you're going to change a lot more things if you go and have to run around behind your parents back or behind your pastors back to date somebody you don't have to pray about it that's not the will of God listen I, I'm just going to give some very practical things today if you're if you're physical if you're if you are not married I'm not talking about engaged or I'm talking about being if you're engaged or dating or courting whatever you call it if you are not married and you are physical with a member of the opposite sex, that is not the will of God. You are going contrary to Scripture. You don't even have to pray about it. You either need to break it up or you need to get right and repent. I'm not beating anybody up. There is grace. There is, there is forgiveness. But you need to either break up and get rid of that toxic, non-scriptural relationship. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7, 1, it is good for man not to touch a woman. The context there is so you'll avoid fornication. Hey, neighbor, you can't take fire in your bosom and not be born. If you are in a relationship like that, you need to break it up. You can't live the spirit-filled life like that, going contrary to the Word of God. You need to break it up or get it right. Both parties need to get it right. But, neighbor, you don't need to go and find your spouse at a bar. You don't need to find your spouse at a club or at a concert. Why don't you keep serving God? Keep serving the Father. Keep living in the land. Keep laboring in the land. Serving God and doing what you can instead of getting desperate and settling. I, I know of a young person right now. It breaks my heart. Man, she had so much potential. I watched her save herself. I watched her walk with God and in and, and a church that I preach in and preached in for years. And man, some, some guy just rolls in addicted to drugs and all this and he has a two week uh, walk with God and, and man I'm not making light I don't know if the man got saved or not but he has this two weeks where he does okay and man she rushes in starts dating them they're married a month later and now they're both out of church now she's living a wicked life now she's dropped everything that she's ever stood for all because she wouldn't wait and let God bring her the right one neighbor you can have a fulfilled marriage you can God can bring you a spouse that walks right and does right. I'm not talking about perfection but I'm talking about direction and if God's going to bring two people together I believe they're going to be going in the same direction and that'll be going after God. Man, I remember man, I thought I was 24 years old and, and I, I, I wanted to get married so bad but I, I'd had so so many just things. There was there was good young ladies and good, good doesn't always mean what God wants. I'm not talking about rough girls. I'm talking about young ladies that walk with God, and I respect to this day. But, man, they just weren't the right ones. And finally I said, Lord, I'm just going to let you do it. And I'll never forget that day that I walked in at Faith Baptist Camp and I saw my wife, 
It wasn't about looks. I could I didn't even see her face. I saw the back of her head, but she was shouting. She was worshiping. And I, I, I God the Holy Ghost dealt with my heart and said, That's the one, son. Man, if and it's been so so worth it for God to bring. I didn't have to change any, her. I didn't have to drop anything. I didn't have to change her. I didn't have to convince her of a certain way that I believed things. No, friend, God brought me somebody that wanted to live in the land as well. And neighbor, why don't you let God bring you, whether you're a young man looking for a, a young lady or a young lady looking for a young man, why don't you be patient, be consumed with serving the Father in the land, laboring and communing with the Father, living the Spirit-filled life. Why don't you be consumed with that? And listen, we trust God with our ever-dying soul. We trust God for our salvation. But then we want to take everything else in our life in our own hands. And neighbor, if you'll surrender this to God, it'll either be the best or the worst decision you ever make. It'll, if you'll surrender this to God, God can make it the best decision you ever make. God can bring a spouse into your life that will fulfill you instead of destroy you. Neighbor, there's a lot of people far greater... Uh, Christians and preacher ability than I ever have and they're out of ministry they're not doing anything for God today either because their spouse won't let them or they've messed their life up because of their spouse and neighbor you can have you can have the spirit filled life and have a spirit filled spouse at the same time just wait on God and trust him I hope this has been a blessing to you today and I hope you'll you'll go back if you missed the previous episodes. You'll listen to them, and I can't wait to get you to, to the next episode in the Living in the Land for Life. Until next time, this is Brother Chris. Don't you hear my Savior calling? I said, who will go and work today? Yes, fields are ripe and harvest waiting. Who will bear the sheep?